0: assemble to get an understanding of what God wants to do when we go outside those doors into this dying world to tell a gospel of Jesus Christ to spread this word like never before. because That's what is much needed. The word needs to be spread. The word must live inside of each and every one of us so we can understand how to go out and share this word with those that don't know him as their Lord and Savior. So it's very important that we come into this house, amen, together to assemble because this, this is not the church. We are the church. God set, sent us out. He said, let the, the, spirit, the spirit of the Lord to share us and show to us what the body of Christ is supposed to do out there in the world. Amen. Because We know we are, we are the living epistles that men read daily. And we have to have this understanding. We have to know this because whatever we do, men if you say you're a Christian or you're a believer or you're following Christ, they, they are looking at you like a book. They have a magnifying glass on you and how you walk, what you say, where you place your feet, allow you to place your body to end up in. God has got not God, but as a people. The ones that I don't believe that they are looking for one excuse to not to be here. Or one excuse not to trust God in the fullness of what we say He is in the, according to His Word. They are looking for excuses. How many of y'all know when you was in the world you were looking for excuses? Same thing that they're going through right now, because they love the world. Because I love. How many of y'all? Y'all, when you was out there in the world, did not you really love it? Did you like what you were doing? It wasn't no. It wasn't nothing that you didn't like. When it's where you going to the clubs, drinking your gin and juice, or whatever you're doing. Guess what, God? You loved that. You loved that. So what we did, God brought us out of that darkness of our blindness, and He brought us out of that darkness so we may see Him, who is really, who is really life. See, I thought life was in the world. I thought life was my money. I thought life was the girls. I thought life was putting notches on my belt. I thought life was just living life and living the fullness of these things that the world had. But guess what? That's not life. Life is when you come into Christ. When you come into Christ, Christ came down to redeem us from that old death sentence that we had on our on our walk in this journey. But guess what? Guess what? He came down as the advocate, said standing before a court, and came before that judge and told him, "Judge, I've done it. I've paid it all." So that's what we have, how we have got to live. We have got to live like Jesus paid it all, but we have to, to do the work that He caused us to do, so people can understand and see that He did it for us, not just for us, but for the entire world. Bible said, John 3.16, he said he came down and died for each and every one of us. He loved us so much that he came down and died on that cross. He volunteered to come down in, out of the spirit realm, out of his heavenly places, out of the kingdom where he was in heaven, to come down on the earth so low. Amen. And he lowered himself as Lord and the angels to come down and walk in the flesh for just you and I to set that example that we may have. A time and a a, a place in that, in that, in the book of life, we can be face to face Jesus Christ and hear Him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So it's so important that we understand the fullness of who God is, know who Jesus Christ is, and know who the Holy Spirit is in our life. There's an order. We have got to know those things. Yes, they are one, but there's an order. And the, the, the deity, how they are set up to be. God created, Jesus redeemed, now the Holy Spirit seals. Think about that. God created, Jesus redeemed, the Holy Spirit seals those that are in, in Christ, those that are confessing that He, they love Him, that they are redeemed by the precious blood of the Jesus Christ who shed, whose blood was shed upon that cross. That's a lot that's in that blood. There's a lot that that young man came down as a child and set himself, wrecked himself in flesh, not laid in a, not laid in a hotel, but he laid in a manger with the animals, humbled himself to come down and die for us. Then he rose up and grew up in stature and wisdom, preached the doctors and lawyers, taught them the word of God at a young age. Because he was all about his father's business. And that is so very important. To Get your Bibles, amen. We're gonna to go to scripture, amen. I'm gonna read one scripture They're gonna be coming from the ESV. And you can put that slide up on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the showcase on the... As you're standing and we're standing, Amen. We just give God honor. We bless God for all the elders and all the deacons, all the pastors in the house, Amen. And other and the disciples in the house. I give God glory to my for my wife, who's my been my friend for 38 years, Amen. I just bless her for her love and kindness for me, Amen. And she continue to love on me even in spite of what I do, what I say. Or how I, how we 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 react to her 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 words as she come to me, amen. Sometimes I may have a uh as woe well as me type attitude, but then I have a joy that comes from her as she continue to love on me, as she I continue to love on her, as Christ continue to love on each and every one of us. But the scripture is gonna come from Ephesians two and ten, amen. One scripture, then we're gonna have more scriptures, and I'm gonna help hope you have help hope you have pencil and paper, pens and pencil or whatever you may have, amen to write down some notes without this. I'm gonna do it like a little slide teaching, amen. But I just want us to understand how important things are going on in our life. That we must continue to be the men and the women of God has called us to be. And I just thank God. Let's read this together. Let's read it together. Ephesians 2 and 10. Can you see it? Amen. Let's read it together. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, God, we bless you for the word that's already blessed. Now it goes forth and fall upon the fertile grounds of your people's heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may have your seats. Amen. God is good, isn't he? God is good. And he said, like some people say, God is good. And he's always good. And I just thank God for allowing us to come into this house today. And I bless God for you, his people who desired and who, 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 ch- who chose to come this morning. Amen. Because you could have been gone for, for, the, for the four days or the holidays time frame. But God has truly blessed us and showed us, God, that he is really real. And we know where we are in him and we're just going to continue to grow in him and I just thank you for this great time, this opportunity to stand before you it's like a little slide presentation I'm not going to share what you, going to I want you to see like, because I present, I'm going to present to you amen, character matters we're going to talk about this, what character means. We're going to talk about the different things that God is going to show us in character and some things, the value of character, the values in character, and also some of the things that we as people of God do in, 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 in spite of giving our uh, compromise our character for Things of the world. So we're going to look at these things. We're going to show you in a slide. We're going to show you, and I'm give you time to look at them and read them. And we're going to talk about. it. We're going to discuss it. This is a, this is right now. It's a church setting, but we're going to have a study. How many of y'all like study? How many of y'all like study? I want y'all to talk to me. I want y'all to share with me. I want y'all to just talk back with me. And we're not going to be here long because we got other things we do. We got the uh, communion. We got the service. we've Got the offering. We got it. The, then we want to close out and want to get you out of here in time. But I want you to know this: We're going to take about 20 minutes if you can, can go through these slide presentations. But I want you to understand i want you to get every full understanding that you have every not all the knowledge that you have all the wisdom so you can apply this word because i don't want to rush through it i don't want to run through it i just don't want to rush because i know some people have things to do after the service and i pray that you came here with a mind focused on what god had brought you here for and not focusing on that last piece of turkey that you have for thanksgiving i know you still got some because i got some but your mind has got to be focused on the things that God has placed you here and why you're sitting here in that red seat right where you are right now. Because guess what? God had already known you before you were going to come to this church today. He knew where you, he knew where you were going to sit today. He knew what you were going to wear today. Because that's how much he knows. Because he said, for we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship. God formed us from the dust of the earth. He, he, made, he took time out to put his hands on. Somebody tell, you, tell your neighbor, God put his hands on me. When he put his hands on you, he breathed into you the word, the word of God, the living word of God, his spirit, that you became a living creature, a living being. And remember we talked about last week, you are not a, you're not a human being. You're a spiritual being living in a human experience, walking out this human experience. You are a, you are a spiritual being walking out the human experience that God has here upon the earth. You will first and you will always have been, you will always be identified as God's son or daughter by his spirit. But in our walk of life, sometimes we get crooked, we get, shut, we get knocked off track, and then we come the father of this, I mean, the son of this world, or someone of the thoughts of sin, of our, they, they identified us as sinners, of non-believers. So what we really, but we really always have been a believer, if you just trust God and follow the spirit of God, because the spirit he blew in you is already saved. Somebody touched his neighbor and said, my spirit was already saved. So that means I'm saved too. This, this body may be corrupt, but I'm saved. y'all got to understand it. you got to talk to yourself. Because a lot of times we get our mind focused on the things of this world and we forget who we are. Some other time, somebody, somebody say we say we can't forget who we are. We can't forget who we are because God said, we said what in Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are his workmanship. He said created in Christ. We were already created before we was in our mother's womb in Christ. God already had a plan for you. Look, look at yourself. Look, see, 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 tap, tap, tap yourself and say, God already had a plan for me. See, every now and then we've got to talk to ourselves because sometimes our friends won't talk to us. Sometimes we all by ourselves. And sometimes we just got to talk to Christ and talk to the Word of God to give back to God. And say, sometimes just tell yourself, I'm, all, I'm already somebody i 'm already some God Because guess what we 're going to get ready to learn about what character, why character matters we 're going to understand why it 's so important to have character in this walk of life we 're going to find out what character is all about because guess what it is so important to know who you are, not being identified by the world but, but being identified by god 's word and, his, and him who, he, who created you because what does the Bible say in Ephesians two and ten He said we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for Good works, not my good works, but His good. Remember that, not what you do. I don't care how much you do in the church. If you don't, if you're not in Christ, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to be straight up with you today, because we're going to go into 2020 knowing who we are. Because a lot of times we know we, we know who we are, but we get sidetracked on really walking out what we know about ourselves we get caught up in people, places, and things. I told myself in the mirror, I won't get caught up in people, places, and things again. I'm going to do all I can for people, but I'm not going to allow people to tell me who I am because of what they do or because of what they have for me because I know all things come from God. And I know everything he said, he said in his words, Psalm 23 and 1, he said, I am your shepherd, and I will supply all of your needs. You will not lack nothing. So I believe, sometimes we get caught up in promotion, sometimes we get caught up in those things that we need or try to get people to, to, to do for us, but you don't have to worry about that if you just stay focused on Christ. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. He said he would add those things, or these things, or things unto you. What things is that? That could be health, that could be your prosperity, that could be your promotion, that could be your house, that could be your Call. whatever you desire god said from your heart he said he will add it unto you but guess what you have to first what seek ye first the kingdom Amen. and that's what we're going to learn in this character character it says god it said which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them next slide please let's talk about character Marie, what I going through that slide going. you can see it when it comes. because I went before the time. It said the Oxford English Dictionary defines character as a distinctive, marked, impressed, engraved, or otherwise formed. It said the trait that lies deep within us, engraved in our hearts and souls, the bedrock, the kind of people we become over, over time, the complex of mental and ethical traits making and often individualizing a person, group, or nation. This is the Oxford Dictionary's defined character as a distinctive, distinctive is you set apart. It makes something that makes you different, something that makes you different. How many of y'all know your Social Security makes you different from someone else? So it's, just, it's a distinctive number. Maybe at the end of that number, it's not the same. Your, there might be a birthmark on you that your mother knew that, 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 that distinctly that you were probably a twin. You had a distinctive mark upon you that your mother, could, your mother or your father could identify by looking at your body. or By just hearing your voice, you had a distinctive cry in your as a baby. Somebody somebody had a loud cry. Somebody had, eh! But they mama knew when they heard that distinctive sound from that voice or that baby. It's the same thing right now. God knows, God has us a distinctive and set you apart as a believer. He has set all of us apart. He has separated us from the world. He, he made a dividing line that we may under, he have that distinctive identity in which we identify with one another. See, like the Bible, and we talked about this today, in the studies in Sunday school, he said, hey, we all know us by our Fruit, a distinction, as a distinction between the fruit of the world, works of the flesh, and the fruit of the spirit. God's way of distinguishing us in this walk of life. How what we say, how what we do. It's a, a distinctive mark, impressed, engraved, or otherwise formed. The traits that lie deep within us, engraved in our hearts, our hearts, our hearts. That's why the God says, hide this word in your heart. So it's engraved in your heart. It's implanted there that so yes, you may grow and mature in the word of God and not the ways of the world, not the ways that oh, I used to think. I don't think like I used to think. I think. Yes, I do think like I used to, but I think with the mind of Christ. I use the word of God to play, make my plan and make my destiny, I make my journey line up with the word of God because he said he already had a plan for me me. So I don't need to make another plan for, for, to go through this journey. I just need to follow the plan of God. So that's engraved in my heart. So my, the word is hidden in my heart. I won't sin against them. I won't sin against. I won't sin against God. But then I also won't sin against my brother or my sister. I won't do anything that cause pain to my brother. I won't talk about them. I won't do nothing. I won't. I won't call on the phone and start gossiping about them. I won't be at work and start talking about them because they had a they had a shirt on that was too tight. I won't tell. I won't say nothing like that. But I will continue to tell them that's not, that is a. Chi- Child of God, because guess what? All the people, because we have a distinction, we have a distinctive mark that we know a son, or a ch- a man, or a woman of God, or a son, or a daughter of God. Because guess what? They may they may they may walk with their body over like that, but there's a certain distinction or mark upon them that's engraved in them, because the spirit of God inside of them begin to reflect the the trueness of their what their heart, and that's what God looks at. He told Dave he told Samuel, he told Samuel that the prophet, when he going to get true choose a choose a king. He said, don't look at the outer appearance. See, a lot of us look at the outer appearance for our mate, for our friends, for the one that we want to be with. See, we look at the outer appearance, but guess what? It's not about that. you got to be like God. you got to see their heart. you got to know their heart. You've got to understand the fruit that they're bearing. you got to understand, because when we start classing orange with apples and try to make an apple, it won't work. When we try to try, try to walk with the, with the, with the ones that don't know Christ and try to make them and change them, it won't work. Cause the only one that can change them is. See a lot of people join things and make the things happen. Join clubs, join fraternity, join this right here because they try to find a try to find a way to fit in. So you don't have to fit in. You have already been distinguished. You have already been set apart. Already, you already no know, I've been I've been put in a position. Hey, a raw priesthood, high and all these things. You have already been. Set apart, so you can't fit in to that stuff that's 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 in the world. You cannot fit in. Have y'all ever been to the club? I'm telling y'all, I'm talking about myself. I'm talking to myself tonight. I've been to a club, tried to try to set up, dressed up real nice, put my little do hat on. You know what I'm saying? Walked in with my with my shoes shining, walked in there like they was walking, walking in there. I just walking in there, trying to get my little walk on. But guess what? Somebody walked into the door. The, the the one at the door said, "You, what you doing here?" Because of the distinction, that there's a mark. There's something about you that you can't hide. You can't go to no cave. You can't run to the rocks. You can't do all those things because the rocks gonna move and God's gonna see. You. I see you right there. Because what's what He asked Adam? Who told you? Who told you that you were naked? Who told you? So when you try to do things undercover, guess what? You already been peeped out. <laughs> you already been peeped out. May not be by Bishop. But guess what? You already been peeped out. But guess what? The spirit of God has already showed me what you've been doing in your peeping house. God has already showed your leaders. God has already showed your wife. God has already showed your friend. God has already showed you because guess what? They'll come to you and say, what you been doing? Because it's about your fruit. I think on the, on the, on the, on the face of the giant, the coach said, when you're not walking in God, You stink. How many of you know you have a, you have an odor towards God's nostrils when you're not walking in Him? And guess what? You become looking dark. You don't look, you look, don't look gloom or uh, joyful anymore. You something because well, how many of you know sin is heavy? We gotta, we gotta talk, we're not gonna talk about this. That's another thing. That's, come to Bible study. Come to Sunday school, because this was all talked about in Sunday school, talking about the, about the word being your, being your light and your lamp for your path and your feet. But it says right here, the Oxford uh, Dictionary tells about character. It says, it says, the trait that is, that lies deep within us, engraved in our heart. And then it goes on to say our soul. Cause you know, our soul is our mental abilities, our thoughts and our compassion, our love and those things right there. So that soul, when your soul get caught up in situations not of, not of God, it get tangled up and entangled with these things of your mind, your heart. You be starting to think on those things that are not of God. But God said when you think on those things that are not of Him, you have to quickly cast those thing down because you are walking in the separated and differently from anyone else. We gotta walk differently. We gotta be built up in the spirit of God and His our hearts gotta be in tune with God and our soul has got to think like God because guess what? We've got our mindset, our intellect and our will. Our will has got to be always based upon the works, because that's what he told us back in, up in, up in, the, in that sentence, uh, in scripture. It says, our works should not be our works, but we should walk in the, in the works that, that are good, because they're in Christ Jesus. Everything that we do has got to be in Christ. We talked about this on last Sunday, about our Bible study, in our Sunday school. He talked about we have got to understand Christ is, our, is, the, is the next in order for us. We're going to Christ through, through, through prayer. Our prayer must go through Christ, and then it'll be presented to the Father. And then the Holy Spirit, just like the whole, just like the prayer has been answered, the Holy Spirit is here to make that thing happen. See, you, you, see, we need to exercise our spirit, our holiness, the Holy Spirit. We need to exercise our angels. What we got to do? We got to continue to confess those things to God. Continue to cry out to God for the nation, not just for ourselves. It's not a it's not a one thing, thing one stop shop. When it's a one stop shop, it is a one stop shop. But it's not for it's not just for you. It's for who the nation for the crowd for the nation so that's what God is saying this work this good work that I have for you to do is not just for you it's to build your character but it's also to build other people and that's what's so important in this work of life of character it says the bedrock the bedrock the kind of people we become over time the bedrock is the foundation it's up under the sand how many of y'all know about building how many engineers I got in here that know about the foundation how, how you build a house what they do, they dig down so deep under that, uh, uh, below that sand, so that to get to the bedrock of that foundation of that, of that, of that, that staple in that, in that area. Because you don't want to build your, you don't want to build house on a house on sand now. Because guess what, when the water comes, guess what, when the rain comes. Because you know it rains over here in Germany a lot. Yeah, it rains on, it rains a lot over here sometimes. So you wash out that sand, uh, that, well, uh, your, uh, your house on that foundation of sand. Guess what, your whole house will start to lean. Matter of fact, sometimes a roof fall, a shingle might fall, nails might come out the board. You know what I'm saying? But you want your board, your house built up on a foundation of a bedrock type thing. So they dig down. That's why they dig down so deep. Go on the, on the and so they get down to that solid foundation. And what you want your life to be, you want your life now to be founded on a solid foundation of Jesus Christ. We talked about them having a relationship with Him. First thing before you get to God, you have to have a relationship with Jesus before so you had a relationship with, when you had a relationship with Jesus then you, have to, you can understand what God is saying because he comes to the son to give us direction and then when we speak to the son the things that we desire he presents them to the father it's like a, it's like a court case so you, present your, you present your case to the lawyer and it builds on your character. So it's a bedrock, the bedrock, the foundation, the kind of people who we become over time. So our bedrock has got to be founded on the foundation of Jesus Christ, or it could be found on the world. So you got the two kind of like, kind of like, uh, the sandy, the sandy rocks or the sandy thing that goes on. So the, I look at the sand as being the, the works, the ways of the world, and not in the things that we did in the world. But now I look at the bedrock it being the foundation of the Jesus Christ. He said, Up on this, up on this rock, he told Peter, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What he's talking about, he said the authority that the enemy try to place at you, it won't it won't work. Come on by that. Somebody say won't well, it won't it won't work. It won't work. And it comes, the weapons are formed, but they won't prosper. That's why you got to understand the weapons are formed, but they won't prosper. Yes, I may my body may get sick, but guess what? It's not the sickness don't kill me. The sickness don't call destruction. The sickness don't come. It's my time in that walk of life. Guess what? When my time comes, guess what? Nothing can kill. Jesus, said, Jesus Christ said, they cannot take my life. So I give it back unto God. I give my spirit back unto him. So not, the world can't kill you. It's your time that you come when in Christ that you can present your body back unto. That's the same thing Stephen said. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Stephen saw Jesus Christ stand at the right hand of the Father. And guess what? When the, son, when the son stood up at the right hand of the father, because he's always, he calls his head in the Bible, he's seated. But at the time frame, Stephen was being stoned, you heard the word, you saw the word, so he stood up. Good God Almighty. How many of y'all want the God, to, Jesus Christ, to stand up for you? In a situation, in trials, in tests, in storm? Jesus Christ would stand up for you on a boat he stood up for the children uh, uh, for the disciples as he walked up on, the, up on the deck of that boat hey man good god almighty he was down there sleeping good god had a pillar a uh, man he had a good snore i can just hear him right now but sometime i hear my wife <clears throat> i know he probably doing the same thing because that pillar got good to him you know what i'm saying that pillar got so good to him he laid his head in it and he rested because how many of you know you got the rest in christ you have got to rest. Your character has got to be rested in Christ to be fortified, to be girded up, to be restored and be, be, be built up and, re, and brought into the perfect, perfection of what God wants you to be. Your character has got to sit on the bedrock of Jesus Christ. And you have got to understand, guess what, God, God Almighty, with Jesus Christ being your center, there's nothing that's around you. Guess what? Because in the center of it all, there's peace, there's joy, there's long-suffering, there's meekness, there's self-control. The fruit of the Spirit just begins to rise up inside of you. It builds your Character. So a lot of times our character is being broken because guess what? The things around us, we can take on those things and allow those things to take on us. We don't allow those. We don't control the thing. We allow the things to control us. Good God Almighty. And you got to understand this. You cannot allow things to control you. The God did not give anything, give man or anything, any kind of control over you. In the garden, he said, you have power, you have authority, and you have authority and dominion. He didn't give nothing in that garden over you. So your mindset is what allows you to come, caught, be, caught, be caught in captivity. So when you get no mindset, so that's where a character is built by the changing of your mind, by the transformation of your mind, by the Word of God being added to your by being added to your library. See, every now and then our, our libraries are empty. There are libraries of this soap opera. There are libraries of gossip. There are libraries of people putting hands on other people. There are libraries that we're sitting we sitting there with the game boards or whatever it may be. Your library is being filled with material things, but it's got you have to be filled with the word of god to f- apply to this, because you can apply this word to your life your work your libraries are filled with promotions and things like that increase worldly but it's not it's increased in the physical i mean the spiritual it's the bedrock the kind of people we become over time the kind of people we become over time i see the society can't make you society can't make you you can live be in a bad society But you can have a mindset to overcome that society. Your environment can't make you. You can take on some of the traces, but it can't make you. Because God gave us all a mind that we can stay focused on him. But if I don't know him, guess what? Then I have to make sure that I can find a way to get in a a place. So I have to get in a place. so so, 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 So I take it like this. A child in a ghetto can be a doctor and a lawyer too. y'all didn't hear me the violence can't make that child if he have a determination that he can do all things he may not know he's doing all things through Christ but he knows that inside of him because God has given us a distinction or instinct, a instinctive motive a, 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 inside of us the spirit inside of us that would bring forth understanding if he don't know Christ God would speak to him through his spirit and he blew it through him you didn't know Christ all of a sudden, we didn't know him. We knew of him. And some people in the church still know of him, but they don't know him. We didn't know him. You knew of his word. You knew what mama told you, but you didn't know him. Until that day on your Damascus road, until that day that he put a position, in your, uh, an obstacle in your way, and you had to cry out to him, he bade you bow down and face him. And then you understood what mama and dad were telling you, or you understood something inside of you. They always say something inside of me made me do that. God, tell, I'm telling you today that something inside of you is the spirit of God that's telling you to do the right thing. Whatever you're doing, whatever we all are doing, and not in God's word, and we know we're trying to slip and slide and slip into things, ways. You can't do that. God said you cannot come any other way to, to, but to the Father, to, but to the door. One door. One. Somebody say one door. One door, one door is the only way you can get to, Christ, get to God. Other than any other way, he said it's like a thief or a robber. I'm not fussing. I'm just excited. Because I want y'all to understand it's the bedrock. It's the, it's the, it's the bedrock. You gotta have that foundation. That, that, that foundation makes us to become the people that we are in, in over time. The complex of mental and ethical traits marking and often individualizing a person, group, or nation. So it separates you. No matter what you do, you've been separated. It's says individualizing a person, group, or nation. Denomination, religion. What you believe. What you believe. It says mental. What you think. The Bible says, what so a man thinking in himself or in his heart, he becomes. If you you believe something, you're going to believe that. You're going to follow that. Let me read this right quick. I hope help, hope it's helpful. I hope something is going said. Hope being said. Amen. It will take you and help you. First Peter two and nine said, "But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession." I mean, y'all know y'all God's special possession. Woo-wee! man! I'm looking at God's special possession. Ooh, look at all these apples of God's eye. Looking good, yeah. Blacks, whites, whatever we are—Germans, Americans—where do you come from? you're God's possession. Special. It says, special. So that means you got a place in, in God's heart. And if you got that place, it's for us to maintain it and allow that to continue to happen. It says, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous or his wonderful light. The bedrock. The bedrock of it all. Next slide, please. It says character is the most powerful force a person can possess. Character is the most powerful force a person can possess. Character protects the person's life, integrity, and legacy. It manifests and shapes who that person will become. Your character. Not your environment. It's your character. Your character is the most powerful force a person can possess. It says your character manifests and shapes who that person will become. Character is a fuel, is fueled by the power of the Spirit empowering a person so that he or she can model the character of Christ. So what you got to do in this walk of life, in your character, you have got to model. The character of Christ. He said, "The Spirit empowers you. That which inside of you, greater He that is in me, that He that is in this. So that what's inside of me empowers me to have the, the to model and to to, uh, to, uh, to model the, Spirit, the character of Christ. So to model it you got to know who Christ is. You got to know who God is. And that's what's so important. We got to know who God is. Character is God's love in and to." And through us, y'all didn't see that, did you? Character is God's love. Remember, He came down and died on the cross because He loved us. Character is God's love in, to us, in us, presented to us, and it works through us to help us and make us grow and be that one that God has called us to be up on His land. Amen. How many of y'all know God wants us to walk in his character? He wants us to walk in the way that he wants us to walk and walk the way his word tells us to walk. It's so important. Next slide, please. It says, character is your response for God's love to you. Character is your response. That's the choice that you make. Your response, your character, your character is the response to God's love. And your character is your response for God's love to you, working in and through you. It is formed when a person surrenders. Somebody say surrender. surrender. I'm not going to ask you. Have you surrendered at all? I don't have to answer that. It's not a small surrender. It's not a, I'm going to give you this God for this. No, it's total. Somebody say total. Everything that you do builds your character. It's a total surrender unto God. Those things that God has called you to do and share with you in His Word, and that's where it's so important. You have got to understand His Word. You got to go to His Word to get that, get those things that He wants you to do to to tear down your old character or your old ways to build up. All things, all things have old old things have, uh, have 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 fallen away, have died or whatever. Old things have passed away. Now all things have become new. Yes, you look like the same one when you look in the mirror. But guess what? Old things have passed away. My old thoughts, my old attitude, my old ways, the old things I used to have in my heart—hatred against my heart. Now my heart is not—my heart is not like Pharaoh's heart. It's not—it's not a hardened heart, but now it's a heart of flesh. Because God gave us a new heart through, through, through Him, through through God. God gave us a new heart, a new heart that God's love can be continually poured in by the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we understand. Character is your response. We may need to write that down. It's not God's response to us for His love, but His response, your response to Him. When you respond to God's love, you overcome those situations because love covers a multitude of sin. It says to Christ and allow His piercing work to grow and enrich them so that the Spirit flows. How many of you are talking about the Spirit flows? You allow the word of God inside of you to, be, to, to, to come to understanding, to that knowledge, that wisdom, that knowledge to understand and the wisdom. Getting the instruction, knowing how to apply the instruction. And then when you get that wisdom, you apply those instruction the way God has ordained you to do it. Builds your character as the spirit flows. The spirit has got to flow through us. that you work in us? Amen. Let's go on to the next slide. Everybody gets, everybody got something, everybody good, right? Y'all not sleeping on me, are you? Alright, I just want to make sure, cause I want y'all, cause I want y'all to get that pillow, ex- that pillow action. Amen. Every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear good fruit, or bear bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will be will recognize them by their what? So every tree bears some kind of fruit. <laughs> That's what the word is saying. Every tree. You cannot have a good fruit on a bad tree. You cannot have good fruit, bad fruit on a bad good tree. And because what? Think about this. Fruit may start getting bad on a good tree, but that fruit that fruit, that fruit does what? It falls off. <laughs> it's pruned. The form go out there and prune it. Go cuts it. Cuts that vine. The same thing what God does with us. He try to cut us and prune us and show us that we are going in that wrong way. He'll show us the right way by pruning and cutting. Sometimes that, You know Sometimes it get painful, right? When God cuts us, when God convicts us in his word, we're like, oh, God, I want to do that anyway. Sometimes we do it. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. But you've got to understand is that sometimes you feel like a nut might be the last time that you might feel like that nut. Because guess what? That might be the day that God comes and your, nine, your number might be called. So every day you get to feel not like that one that you want to be. Not like the old man. Because he said your fruit your fruit will show who you really are. Your fruit will show. It says character means having a commitment to set, to a set of values without compa- compare, uh, compromising. John, Romans 12 and 1 and 2 tells us, tell us we cannot compromise. What does that mean to compromise? Anybody? Talk to me. Give y'all a little time to talk. What does that mean to anyone? Just shout out. What does that mean compromise? What can I, what can I do in in this walk of life as a Christian to compromise with something that's not God's word? Anybody? Help me out. Help me out. What up? What's up? I'm gonna go to to this side. Go to this side first? Nothing. Right here in this middle? Nothing. In the back, in the the peanut gallery? What does compromise mean? What? Yes ma'am. Say again ma'am. What giving in What? who is he that's what I'm talking about y'all still awake I'm just going to see if y'all awake not going going against some things that are not in the word of God, giving to something How, why, so why do we give in to things? why do we as a, a, a as a child of God give in to things? Why do we compromise our lifestyle, our reflection our character, our integrity? Why do we compromise those things when God has given us all things to, uh, to live a life of godliness? Why do we compromise those things? Why do we compromise giving up our our royalty, our royal priesthood, our special, our separation, our that we separated, we've been apart. We God give us that special. He gave us that we that we and we his and we say we his special possession. And then something one scripture said we is the apple of his eye. Why do we give up that opportunity to step out and to in other words, and stay in? Why do we do that? Anybody? Come on now. Because we're getting ready to get into the value. Come on now, brother. Come on up in the front. you my A hey, student. Come on up here, Mike. i just <laughs> <laughs> What? I, if I come down, i do you like this, brother. Yes, ma'am. Come on. put your, You don't know who you are. Just like you said, because you're trying to fit in. And matter of fact, sometimes we know who we are, <laughs> and we still try to fit in. So you've got to understand, you have got to stay on one side of the fence. I think first lady told me, first lady, we said, I cannot straddle a fence, because guess what? If I try to get over this side, and I slip, whoop, I'm hurting any way I go. Anywhere I try to get over, so what I do, i got to stay on one side. matter of fact, not stay on the one side. You've got to stay on the right and pathway of righteousness. God said, Jesus Christ said in Psalms, he said, I put you on a path of righteousness for his name's sake. So he died for you, not his name, because he already was, was a child of God. He already knew who he was. He was the son of God. So he died and put, a, put on a path of righteousness for his name's sake. So you have got to uphold that namesake, that path that he had, because guess what? You are doing it not for yourself. You are doing it to uphold the Christ that's in you. You are doing it to uphold him, because guess what? Now you're living not for yourself, because he puts you on a path for his namesake that would draw other people unto him as you lift him up. Guess what? You build your character and then your character can refrain from all these things that the world is trying to present to you because the devil comes to deceive. Ask Eve. He came to deceive. Eve knew that she was, but but she kind of played the role of the enemy and said you cannot touch. But that wasn't, but that's where you got to understand. When you start compromising, you give the enemy a foothold in your life. You give the enemy a foothold, not only in your life, but you give your enemy a foothold in your household. You give the enemy a foothold to your children. You give an enemy the foothold to everything that you belong to you. That is why it's so important you have got to stay firm on the bedrock of Jesus Christ's word and on the foundation of his word so that the enemy can, the authority of the hell can't prevail against you. You got to understand that. Malachi wasn't talking about just cause your tithe to offer you bring them to the storehouse that there may be room in my house. He was saying that to you. You got to be obedient to that word of God because guess what? He was telling you he cannot do nothing to the devourer if you're not obedient. He said he'll keep the devourer off of you. But if you're not obedient, not standing on the word of God, not holding your integrity, walking in the character of God, that enemy has free reign to overcome because you have given him authority. And God cannot say nothing but but yes, because of your disobedience. That's about about character. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next time. I want to get on this. I want to get out of this. I love you guys. I love you with the love of God inside of me. So that's why God placed me to talk about the character that we walk in. See, a lot of times we try to hide things, but God already knows the things before you're going to do them, but he wants to give you a choice to make the right choice. you got to understand that. You can't hide nothing from God. You can't hide nothing. And if you don't repent, guess what? You're God Almighty. You're still in that sin. I don't care how long you're in this walk of life, 40 years. If you don't repent, of those things that God said repent on. He said do it daily. If you don't repent. That one sin. Ask Achan. <laughs> Achan tried to hide the things that he told him not to take. The, the cursed things. He tried to hide them. And God said that's sin in the camp. How many know God knows there's sin in your camp? He knows these things. So now you cannot hide them. So he told Joshua. You got to get rid of it. Well, that's what God is telling us. If there's anything that's destroying your character, you have got to get rid of it. Not you get rid of it, but you allow God to get rid of it. You repent. You go to God and say, God, take this from me. Take this thing from me. Take this, uh, this, this thing, this, this what I have on me. Take it from me. Prune me. Purge me. Wash me with your hyssop. Wash me in it so that I may continue to grow. Put, make a clean, put a clean heart in me. Prepare the right spirit in me. What are your values? Values are ideals, principles, and qualities on which you personally place high worth. A belief in something or something or someone that you esteem or is on its own merit. So, a value it can be a person, a value of what you believe in, a place. A value could be whatever. It could be a, place, a that's an idea, a principle, and qualities on which you personally place high worth in. It can be your God. Values are standards of ideas that determine your conduct or policy. Next slide, please. Here's some priorities of value. I'm going to let that stay up for a little while if you want to take pictures of that. Priorities of values. Value grows out of personal or corporate philosophies. Value grows out of personal or corporate philosophy, what you've been told. Your value was built when you were put in your, in your house when you were born. Your value was being built. Your personal or corporate philosophies. Values are more, that's why the Bible tells us to train up our children where they should go. And when they grow old, they would not be depart from what? His word. That's why God gives us instructions about our household. That's why He tells us your values or whatever, philosophies are your personal. That's why He tell a wife to submit to her husband. That's why He tells a husband to love his wife as Christ loves the church. So that's why he gives us those principles to how to follow in our home. Because remember, the house, your ministry begins in your home. We cannot build a, 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 a strong church without a strong home. We cannot build a strong church, a, a, a strong community without having, a, without a, and, and not having a strong home. You cannot build a strong nation without having a strong home. <laughs> that goes for if, if you have a household. That's what I'm saying. Even as a single. You build your character. You build your you build your standards off the Word of God to build that what God has placed us in. Amen. Let's go on. Values can build others up or tear them down. Values are personal, but they are not they are never private. Values out of life go, values out outlive goals. Values send a message. Values attack similar values. Values attack similar values. That's one thing I looked at. It kind of my, caught my attention. It's a, a bird that flocks. Uh, what is that? What's that thing there? Birds of a feather flock together. That's what they're saying right here. How many of those spirits attract spirits? The same type of spirits attracts one another. They're attacking they're saying it, saying it attaches to that person, attaches to that like value or that person or, or whatever. So value attra- attacks or attracts similar values. Values shape corporate intent- entities and values manifest in corporate or public life. Next slide. Getting there. What, value, what values about people have we accepted? Now, This is some of the things I want you all to read this. What values about people have we accepted. We value talent over character. Many people place their confidence in a person's talent above all above all other considerations. This is what I wrote a little note to myself. It says we live in a, a culture so in, in armored famous people that the public often choose to ignore their character defects even though to even though even though to do so is ethically unhealthy for both the person and the society, when you overlook the value and the character of people, and you ex- you accept those things in the in the life. It says it is most important to be to to be faithful than to be famous. It is more important to be faithful than to be famous. A person who has talents but lack character can be unstable. And unreliable. Some people have abilities, but they don't have availability. Talk to me. Some people have abilities. They can do good things, but they, not, but they, they don't have availability. Abilities and availability. Talk to me, Pat Deacon. I see it on your face. I got a good gift. I got good talents. A gift is not given without repentance. I got a good talent because was what you were born with. You born, you, born But God gives you the gifts. Talents you were born, you got that creative thing inside of you. Sometimes I was, I was pretty good at in track. <laughs> I had a talent to run. I could run. I'm more like a jackrab, but the jackrab would always outrun me. But I was on the track field. and What God had given me was a talent to, to understand I could run. But I, what I did, I can always increase my talent because I can go strong. I can get weights or whatever. But God's gift to you is more empowered by God, the Spirit of God, than whatever you do. I might be not be able to sing, but God will gift me in a time that I'm needed to sing to bring a word of God through song. Guess what? And then guess what? That that that. that but He will oh, empower. Uh, I, said, I said that that, super, that natural we could become what super. I can sing a little bit, but God, I have had, we had we had we had we had a person on a choir. Yeah, yeah. They could, they could, they, they, they could, they could hold a note. But guess what? When the power of God fell upon them, good God Almighty, they tore the house down. Somebody say tear the house down. What you want to do, you want to use your gifts to tear the house down. But you want to use your gift and ability to do all things that God wants you to do. You want to do it to super. You want to use God to uh, ignite your your natural to make it super. Everything that I do, I want to be good for, be better than I used. To. I can do it. I want God to do it even through me to be more effective on the people that I'm surrounding, that I'm out there with. So I want God to to enhance or enhance or enable me to do great things for Him, but not for my glory, but all for His. Glory. And a lot of times we get caught up in when God empowers us, we get caught up in the glory that God gives unto us, or God, we take, try to take God's glory. He said, This right here says, right here, they are this is another note I had. They are gifted, but they can't be counted on to contribute their gifts consistently. Key word consistently. You might show up one time when you feel like it, but what you want to do, you want to continue to show up consistently. Because what you're doing consistently, you have to. It becomes a habit, and when it becomes a habit, it becomes automatic. It comes just like you just think about it. Sometimes I've been thinking about things. I've been beginning to pray to God. I just thought I've been thinking on things, and things begin to happen. Because guess what? I'm consistently seeking God for those things that would enhance the ministry. And you have got to be consistent because this gift can can die on you. It become a talent if you don't use it correctly. It can be used falsely, and we don't want that. Everything I want to do, my gift to do is edify God, and build my character. That's that's what build my value. Next one, next slide. It's so we value reputation. Reputation over character. We value reputation over character. We have in, internalized. Uh, uh, is that a good, a good reputation is more than having genuine good character. And I want to look at this and say, reputation is your, it, 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 it is who you are in public. Character is who you are in private. Reputation is what others think about you. Character is a truth about you. See, character is a truth about you. It's not what people think about you. It's not what you are in public, but your character will move you into your public, and your private will be the same. You'll say, "More mere reputation does not have the ability to sustain you because it is not based on reality." Never trust your reputation because it has the cap uh, capacity to deceive you. Never trust your reputation because it has the capacity. To deceive you. I'm not gonna read this. I'm just. Gonna, I'm not gonna read this. I'm just gonna let y'all see the next slide. But these are some of the character uh, character control life, lifestyles, and just tell y'all. if I can read it, I'm going I can do. I can send this out to you if you wanna leave a leave a mess email here to me, and I'll send these out to you because I know it costs of time. Amen. I don't want to prolong it. Amen. Not prolong it, but I don't want to go over the time because we promised. We're not promised, but we said we wanna be out. At a certain time. And I want to make sure. And what we're going to do today, we're going to have a good communion. and We're uh, going to, I want to do that also as well. So we can read that right quick. I just want to read, I want to, but I just want to say this a believer of principal do not relinquish their values in the face of pressure to discard their beliefs. Their values are based on their conviction. They are willing to lose money, promotion, and other advantages for the sake of. Other value. And you can read that and continue. You can read that if you get. good. Amen. Next slide, please. Another portion of character, uh, character Control's Lifestyle. It just says, just simple. Just follow God's word. Follow his ways. And that last point one says, First Timothy 6 and 11 says in the ESV, it says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. That's First Timothy six and eleven. But it says, but as for you, he's pointing out. He's saying, you, you, O man of God, O woman of God. No, this man right here has no gender, but he's telling us right here, and he's talking to the prophet. He said, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, Godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Amen. Conclusion of the whole matter as Ecclesiastes tell us. Conclusion of it all. Principles of character won't operate in our lives unless we apply them. Remember that. The principles of character won't operate in our life unless we apply them. Character, not power is the force of true discipleship character gives people credibility moral forces ensure that people maintain trustworthiness gives people a, a legitimate right to lead others and establish integrity in other people christians without characters are illegal christians saying they're believers without character are illegal because they are asking people to place their faith in an unworthy source. You're saying one thing, do as I say, but not as I do. Character comes from our response to faith by godly living and experiencing our, out of our faith with trust and obedience, whatever we face. It is not looking at our situation, rather it is looking to God. God desires and deserves our whole heart, loyalty, allegiance, trust, obedience, and devotion. Our spiritual, disciple, our spiritual dis- discipline motivates o- obedience and pre- uh, pre- uh, perseverance persevering faith will be the key. All it takes is to be in love with Christ. That's all I got. That's, all, that's the key right there. All it takes Your character to be built, your character to be maintained, and your character to be to be legal. All it takes is to be in love with Christ, seek His presence, and be persistent in your prayers. Excuse me. We as disciples indeed have to ask ourselves, what is our main purpose? Character, character matters. In this walk of life, character—that who you are in Christ, that who we say we are in Christ, that who we have confessed, that who we believe—character is a builder. Character is the most important, matter of fact, most important way to show your to show your fruit and the love of God is, is the key. But character is one of those ingredients that is needed, integrity and all those things. The last portion I'm getting ready to close out. The trait that lies deep within us, engraved in our hearts and souls, is the bedrock, the kind of people we become, the complex of mental and ethical traits making and often individualizing a person, group, or thing. It's a distinct mark, impressed, engraved, or otherwise formed withstanding. Hallelujah. Character, character matters. Hallelujah. And as Pastor come forth, Amen. What we're going to do? We're going to do. Uh, we're going to ask you this. We're going to go through, talk about, go through our communion, Amen. But I just want you to think about that. Jesus Christ, as we go through this our communion, Amen. Jesus Christ showed all the forms of God's character as He walked upon this earth. He showed the fellowship. He showed the love that he gave to us as he came down. He showed the ingredients that we need to maintain the focus that God wants for us to have if we allow Jesus Christ to be our bedrock in this walk of life. And we all know that everything represented here is a symbolic of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. And we believe God has already set a standard. already have come down and finished the works of Jesus, finished the works that he had done to show us that we can go through this situation and trials upon this, up this earth. He showed us by his son dying upon the cross and he was beaten with many stripes and his bread and his wafer inside of here represent his body that was broken for each and every one of us. No bones, but his body was broken. The beats and the straps and the things upon his body tore away his flesh and he bled and being to unrecognition. And what is represented also in the juices is the blood that was shed for each and every one of us for the remission of our sin. See, there's no condemnation that anybody can hold against you because you're in Christ. Your back life is no is this is no longer you. But you're walking in the finished works of Jesus Christ. You'll walk in the in the in the in the things that God has promised you right now. You may not have everything that you want and want desire right now. But I believe God is gonna fulfill those things because I believe He's a man of God that should not that we will not lie, and a son of man that he should not repent. Because He said everything that He wants for us is already in His broken body, in His shed blood, and He came down and washed us as white as snow and we said now we said it in a, at a, at a